Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gentlemen and fellow Warhammer 40,000 enthusiasts, it is us, Dragon's Greed Gaming, and we are back at the start of a brand new campaign. Oh, yes. But before we get started with that, quick reminder stop by Facebook and Spreaker, give us a like and a follow. Be sure to check us out on our new Patreon, which has been going on at, by the time you hear this, probably for about two, three months. Uh, we've got some cool uh, cool things you can check out there. If you want to help support the show a little bit, help us grow the channel more, throw a couple coins into the Dragon's Horde. We've got four different tiers of rewards that you can get access to, including some really awesome artwork by our very own Kyle the Redbeard, and monthly polls for future content on the channel, uh, early weekly access to our normal episodes for whatever show is currently going on. And we've even got a, a monthly Warhammer campaign that we've been doing now for a couple sessions that has turned out pretty awesome with some familiar and new faces and some other cool perks too. So check us out on patreon.com slash dragonsgreedgaming and uh, stop by Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a, give us a five-star review. Help us keep building that channel. Uh, we've got great things in store for the future here on the channel. Uh, so tonight, um, well, I'm your host. You all know that. Uh, but if you're new, welcome to the channel. And thank you for joining us. Uh, we have been doing this now for close... Well, by the time you hear this, it will be two years as uh, Dragon's Greed's birthday is in October, and that is when this is going to launch. So, a uh, happy second year birthday to the channel as we dive into our full-length second, or second full-length campaign, I should say. Our alien stuff is finishing up, but I'm sure there's going to be more of that. But now, we are switching gears from the world that was Warhammer Fantasy to the grim darkness of the far future Warhammer 40,000. We are going to be playing the current Warhammer 40k RPG known as Wrath and Glory in its second edition. 
and it is also made by the same company that makes the current Warhammer Fantasy RPG, that being Cubicle 7. Uh, they got the rights to this after uh, Ulysses Spiel uh, had the first edition released, and they've tidied it up, cleaned up the book, and tightened up the rules a little bit. It's more or less the same game if you've played the original, but it's a little bit, uh, little bit more well put together. And while there's not as much content as there is for Warhammer, there is some cool stuff coming out here and there. So uh, I will be the GM once again for this campaign. Uh, and tonight is going to be our session zero. So it's probably only going to be about an hour or two long. Don't expect a full session here. And uh, if you're not interested, that's okay. You might find this interesting. It's mostly going to be us talking, writing up characters, talking a little bit about what the campaign is going to be about. And then I'm going to teach the guys the basics of the system, and we're going to do a test combat to see how it all works here in Foundry. So if you're interested in listening to that and uh, maybe following along at home, if you want to see how the game kind of works and comes together... I'm going to try to hit some of those things tonight. And if not, then jump ahead to episode one, which will has also been released uh, on this same day. So double dose for you there. Uh, but without further ado, uh, let's meet the cast for this series. Mostly uh, faces you've seen and heard before. And uh, we'll take it away with, well, at this point, our longest serving member, Kyle. Oh fuck! Does that really? Yeah, oh, look. yeah. All uh, the originals are dropping like flies. Haha. I planned the whole time. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, it's Kyle Redbeard. Um, I will be playing a Burna Boy in this campaign. Uh, name right now uh, is Grave Scorcha. All right, love it. And then, uh, I guess our second longest serving member then would, that would make you, Eric, our second longest server at this point. Wow. Uh, and I came in kind of late, I feel like. <laughs> uh, I am Eric and I'm going to play the Sneaky Commando. Excellent. I he, am, do you have a name yet? I do not. I have not spent enough time thinking of a name. I was, uh, I was looking at okay. art and, uh, trying to get an idea of. The character first that's all right no worries okay and then also returning from gallows guys our last member of the crew my good friend sean hi i'm sean i get third place for now longest running member i guess <laughs> as the uh last person to join gallows guys so i guess that's a good achievement um i'm gonna be playing the pain boy pain boy peppa amazing we we will get that fucking sponsorship we one will. way or another we will that's right we're coming for you dr pepper uh and last but not least uh matt the frog who we'll probably just re reference as matt because he's the only matt here tonight uh he's been on some of our alien stuff which you hopefully have just gotten done listening to and he's also helped out a couple times on gallows geist so Welcome to a full campaign, Matt. Oh, he's also on our uh, our monthly Warhammer game as well. So, but this will be a full campaign that actually happens more than once a month. So, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, moving up in the ranks. That's right. You're fourth longest now. Fourth longest <laughs> serving. Yeah, I'll plan 
for this campaign is to play the mech boy who I have not yet named. I think I'm in the same boat of just like, you know, look was looking at art for a bit and uh, feel like need to take in some of the details here on session zero and and then maybe spend some time on see if there's a 40k orc name generator on the web that I could just hit the random button for oh, until sure, I see. Sure there is. Actually, I yeah. can link the one I used. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, folks, if you haven't figured it out yet, we are doing something a little different in Warhammer 40,000. We are going green. We are playing an all-orc campaign. So rather than looking at the Warhammer 40k universe from the eyes of the Imperium, we are going to hop over to one of the most infamous Xenos races, the green-skinned barbaric creatures known as orcs. If you want to learn a little bit more about what Warhammer 40,000 is all about and some of the lingo and terms we're going to use, I recommend you listen to our introduction to Warhammer 40,000 uh, episode. Uh, that is going to be going live today as well. Uh, in that episode, much like I did with Alien and Warhammer, I talk a little bit about the channel, but mostly I talk about the system, the universe, a little bit of the history of the 40k RPG, because even though it's not been around as long as the Warhammer fantasy RPG has, it still has quite a bunch of stuff thanks to the uh, the line that was put out by Fantasy Flight Games, oh, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, give or, give or take. Um, and you could play from many different perspectives in that. So Wrath and Glory switches things up a little bit because it is all self-contained into one rule set. And the idea is that you can use this rule set to play anything. So rather than what Fantasy Flight did, having five different product lines that focus on various factions, in this game, you can in theory play any of those games and other stuff as well. Now, the rules have not been expanded enough to encompass as much as the Fantasy Flight stuff did, in my opinion, but there is some excellent fan-made content out there that we are going to be using, and um, there's plenty of support out there from the community as well. So uh, we are going to be utilizing the Abundance of Apocrypha, I believe is what it's called or how it's pronounced which is a fantastic resource the community has put together that adds tons and tons of extra archetypes, which are like classes in this game, uh, species, weapons, and even includes some stuff for very high-level play if you want to play a Adeptus Custode uh, and some crazy shit like that. It's all there. So, Because the Imperium, they've got plenty of representation in this game, as one would expect. Uh, Space Marines inquisitorial henchmen and uh, hive scum and things of that nature mechanicus characters sisters of battle uh, or deptus sororitas if you want to be specific uh, all that's there but some of the xenos factions eldar and uh, orcs they get a little bit of love so does chaos but not as much as the other factions so far so the community has done a good job of giving us those resources and we're going to utilize that because if you know anything about orcs it's that they are all about crazy, insane goofiness, looking for a fight, looking for scrap, and looking for teeth. So 
this is going to be a big change from Gallo's Geist. Although the Warhammer 40k universe is, one might argue, even more dark and grim, hence the moniker, than uh, Warhammer Fantasy, uh, orcs, they're actually having a pretty good time, all things considered. They love to fight, very similar to Warhammer orcs, uh, but they do it in even crazier ways, because they got access to guns and spaceships and all other sorts of crazy shit, so... Hopefully we're going to get that across here, but we're going to put a bit of a spin on our orc uh, warband here, as, as we say, and we'll get to all that in a minute. So we're going to start off making our characters tonight, which I don't expect will take too long. Character creation is quite simple in Wrath and Glory. We're going to talk a little bit about the mechanics, a little bit about what our campaign is going to be about, and then we'll jump into our test combat. So... Uh, before I go any further, do any of you gentlemen have any questions about anything? No, nope, sir. I'm good. Nope. Okay. Well, uh, with that in mind, let's, um, can I play multiple songs here? Let's see how that works. Okay. So, the first thing I'm going to need each of you to do is you're going to open up your character sheet. And what's going to happen here is, uh... You're going to add your archetype, which, again, listeners, is like your class. And that is going to start character creation for you. So all you need to do is drag your archetype from your items tab onto your character sheet. And then you're going to get a thing that's going to say, begin character creation. And just go ahead and hit yes. Now, character creation is quite simple in Wrath and Glory. Uh, the first thing that the group is supposed to do is pick a tier of play. So the tier of your 40k game is going to indicate the power level of your game, and it's going to also indicate which archetypes or which classes you have access to to play as. Um, because not everything is created equally. Space Marine is tier 3, whereas a lowly orc boy is tier 1. Uh, we are going to be playing a tier 2 campaign, because uh, we didn't want to do the very basic stuff, but we're not looking for something crazy epic here either, and uh, everybody wanted to play something that was tier 2 or less. I think everybody's tier 2 at this point, so that worked out just fine for us. Um, so when you pick an archetype, an archetype contains two things. It contains your archetype, which is, again, your class, and then it also it contains your species. Most of the archetypes are limited to a specific species, either human, orc, Eldar, so on and so forth. So in this game, your tier dictates how much starting experience points you have, and you use those to build and customize your character. Now, you can do completely generic custom character without any archetype. Uh, you can choose archetype abilities instead at, ra uh, at will or at random. Or if you pick an archetype that gives you a specific power and it gives you specific attributes at a certain starting level and specific starting war gear. Or if you're not into that or you don't want to play something that's in the book, maybe there's something that is not in the book that you want to play, uh, you can just do everything custom as well. But basically, you start with 100 experience points per tier. So since we are tier 2, you guys are going to start with 200 experience. Now, your archetype has an XP cost built into it, and that should already have been 
uh, deducted from your sheet. You'll see in the top right corner, guys, it'll say XP spent and XP available. Um, so it should say XP available 200 because we're tier 2. And yep. then how much was spent should be equal to whatever the cost of your archetype is. Now, you'll also see to the left is your species. Orcs are uh, cost 20, it cost 20 experience to play an orc. Uh, because they automatically start with a strength and toughness of three, and they've got some built-in abilities you can see there. That cost is already put into the archetype cost. So basically, the archetype is a little package that you're buying for X amount of uh, experience, and in this case, it includes all those things that you see there. So it'll have a tier. It may have influence. Some, some careers don't. Some do. It'll have starting attributes, so they start at a certain level. Uh, most Normally they start at one. Obviously the higher they go, the better. And then it also have a list of skills and what they start at. Again, higher is better. Uh, and then it'll have your ability, which is your archetype ability. Really, that is the only thing that's really unique to an archetype, is the archetype ability. Uh, otherwise, most characters are pretty much the same until you start to tinker with them and, and switch around their war gear, their origin story, and things like that. So, um, everybody follow me so far? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you again, you should have all that stuff listed there, attributes, skills, keywords. Keywords are a big thing in, in, uh, in Wrath and Glory, very similar to how they are in 8th and 9th edition of the 40k tabletop. Uh, keywords are a way that they organize stuff in the game, and usually when you share keywords with various things, you get bonuses or negatives. So, for example, when you're trying to acquire gear, if you're trying to acquire gear that shares keywords with you, it's easier to get your hands on. Um, you might get bonuses to interact with another character or NPC if they share one or more keywords. So, um... Orcs, for example, start with the orc keyword, and you start with the clan keyword, because you're going to pick which clan your orc is from, which we'll get to when we're done here. And then at the very bottom, you've got your war gear, which is the starting stuff that you get because of that archetype. You should be able to left-click on each one of those, and it should pop up, and once we're done here, it'll be added to your character's inventory. So that should all be good to go. Now, the main thing you're going to do here, and really this is the... If you pick an archetype, there's really only two things you have to do. You have to spend your remaining XP to build your character, and then you're going to go through these other things here, the your origin, your accomplishment, and your goal, which are little backstory. This kind of, this game kind of has like a character life generation path, or a life path, as they call it in other RPGs, or an origin path. So you get to pick or you can roll randomly for some of these things that happen to your character up until this point, and those will give you little stat boosts here and there on your character. And then finally, on the very right-hand side, you have your attributes and your skills. Your attributes, think of those like your characteristics from Warhammer um, or your stats from other games. We have strength, toughness, agility, initiative, willpower, intellect, and fellowship. And then we have skills, just like any other RPG. Uh, skills represent actual training or, or know-how that your character has with a specific thing. Uh, as you can see, there's about 15 of them. It's not a huge list. A little bit more than Alien, but not as much as Warhammer. So, 
And basically, guys, the core mechanic of this game is very similar to Alien. Uh, it is a dice pool game of D6s, and you add the attribute plus the skill. You add those two numbers together, and that's how many dice you roll. However, unlike in Alien, uh, you, need, you generally need more than one success, which in this game is referred to as an icon. When you roll your dice... A four, five, or a six count as icons. Now, I should say fours and fives count as an icon. Those give you one success. A six counts as an exalted icon, which counts as two successes. And any time you roll, you're rolling against a difficulty number, which you'll see in the game abbreviated as DN. Very similar to DCs or difficulty classes in um, D&D. The DN of the test is the number of successes you must equal or beat to pass. Now, typically a DN of three is considered average in this game. If it's a two or a one, it's really simple. And if it, you know, gets up to five, seven, nine, twelve, that's where it gets obviously more and more, more, more crazy. Now, the tier of your game is going to dictate how easy stuff is from the get-go, because obviously the characters have less or more experience based on that, so... Um, that's up to me to decide what the DN of something is, I'll tell you when you guys roll. But to give yourselves an idea, so if you're rolling four dice, you're probably, you know, statistically at least two of those is going to be a four or higher. So you're going to have, you know, statistically two successes, maybe three or four if you roll sixes. So that's how that all works. We'll get into more details about that when we're done here. But basically, you spend your experience points on two things. Uh, leveling up your attributes and your skills, or purchasing talents. Now, just like in Warhammer, you can purchase talents, but they are not limited to classes per se. Um, there might be prerequisites that you need, but for the most part, you can pick and choose whatever talents that you want. Now, I do not have the talents for Abundance of Apocrypha in here, and there's a ton more that you can choose from. So we're going to stick with just the basic stuff that's in the core book here, because there's still a ton of them to pick. And generally, talents usually cost between about 15 to 30 XP. So you want to save some of your XP so you can buy at least one or two talents, give your character some other cool abilities, and then you spend the rest on your skills and your attributes. Now, the only other restriction here, uh, there are maximums for your attributes, which are based on your species. Uh, you guys can see here it's already dictated that because it knows that you're an orc. So as we can see, orcs can have the highest cap of strength and toughness at 12. Uh, but you can see their fellowship is a measly 7, which is one of the lower ones in the game. So believe me, you're not going to get that high at this point with the amount of experience you have. But there are species limits here. Skills. The only limit in this game is a very simple and what I would say intuitive I hesitate to use that word, but I think it is a little clever. Uh, there's a simple rule called the Tree of Knowledge. And very simply, it means you can't just dump all your experience points to make one skill amazing at the detriment of everything else. The way this works in the game is really simple. Whatever number your highest skill is at is the number of skills you have to have at least one point in. So... For example, if you have your athletics at 5, 
you have to have four other skills that you've spent experience on. Because that would be four skills plus the athletics, which would be five. So you can't just dump everything into one and not put points into everything else. Technically, these should all be at zero. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. On your character sheet here, the reason it's showing your skills already have a number is it's using the attribute that's tied to it. So, for example, um, the character I have here starts with a strength of four, so my athletics is showing four. But right now, none of your skills have any points in them unless it's a skill that's part of your archetype. And when you guys hit the plus or minus, you'll see it'll it'll increase that and it'll deduct the XP accordingly. So you can mess around and kind of play around with that. Um, the other thing you can do if you want to actually see the XP costs is you can go to the... I have something here in Foundry, I believe, where you can see the XP costs as well. At least I thought I did. Well, I'll look for that while you guys get started. So basically, it's up to you to decide how you want to spend your XP and how you want to build your character. Um, there's oh. no right or wrong way to do it. Whatever you think your character should have, if you want to be an orc that's actually good at shooting, you can bump your ballistic skill. If you want to, you know, be obviously good at fighting, you're going to want to increase weapon skill and so on and so forth. So if you guys want to discuss to make sure you have a well-rounded party, or if you don't give a fuck and you just want to go balls to the walls, I'm okay with that too. So for the, uh, the tree of knowledge rule that applies not to the bonus from your attribute, but would it also still for your tech or like in my case as a mech boy, it's tech, but the skill that's given to you by the archetype. So we start like up three, you have to, before increasing that to four, correct spend skills. And, and you got it. You got it. Yeah. So since your tech is at three, you have to have three skills that have points in them, basically, is the way to think of that. So tech is one of them because that's where you got points in it. So you have to have two other skills that have at least one point in them. And you only ever need to have one. So, like, let's say, for example, you had a skill that was at six. You could pick five other skills that just have one skill point in them if you want to really min-max like that. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. You probably want your character to be a little bit more two-dimensional than or three-dimensional than that. Um, but you can do that however you, however you choose. Would you, uh, would you suggest going with the, the build setup, like, as a base? What do you mean? Like, Burn a Boy starts with uh, three strength, three toughness, two intellect. Would I would it probably be better to just kind of build off that or start from scratch? I mean, it's it's it. really up to you how you want to build your character. I don't think archetypes force you into a role as much as classes in D and D do, for example. And okay. it's a, probably a little more open than even the career system in Warhammer. So whatever you think would be cool or whatever, if you have an idea for your orc, you know, maybe he's a burner boy, but he's also 
interested in, in medicine, so you've got the Medicaid skill, or maybe you hope that one day you're going to be like an orc that bosses other orcs around, so you're going to have leadership or intimidate. Like, whatever you think it might be, the only thing you guys can't level up is Psychic Mastery, because none of you are psychers. Uh, psych psychics in 40k uh, for listeners who may not know or for Kyle because he's new to 40k psychers are basically the wizards of uh, 40k so they're called psychic powers and much like magic in Warhammer, well most magic in Warhammer um, psychic powers delve into the realm of chaos which in 40k is called the warp uh, you'll see a lot of similarities. We've got the four chaos gods. We've got this alternate dimension, the realm of chaos or the warp. Uh, but the warp is intrinsic to how psychic powers work. And it's also how the Imperium can do faster than light travel, which is called warp travel. They actually temporarily go into the warp to jump from system to system and things like that. So it's a terrifying thing, but it's also the only way the Imperium can really exist. So no psychic mastery. Uh, but other than that, you guys can pick and choose your skills at will. Um, if you have questions about what a skill does, just ask. They are pretty self-explanatory. Um, unique, what Cunning is kind of unique to this game. Um, cunning is your character's ability to kind of do criminal activities or be able to spot criminal activities. If you're trying to do something a little on the on the down low or something maybe a little bit on the illegal side, uh, that's what cunning would be. Awareness is kind of like perception in uh, in Warhammer. Um, I'm trying to think what else here. I mean, most of these are pretty straightforward. So, Chris, um, are like talents something we purchased after this step? Yes. Actually, what I can do, I can probably oh. give you guys access to the talents folder so, so you guys can start to see. So we would we need should... to save XP for the talents. Yeah. Ta like I said, talents are between about 15 to 30 XP per talent. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely save enough for at least one. You know, that's where the balance, I think, of the game comes in. Do you want to be rolling lots of dice or do you want to have some talents that might really change how your character uh, operates? Do you? My cat's going crazy in the background. Did you? Do you guys have access to a new folder that says talents? In uh, the items. Uh, haven't looked yet. Yeah, let me check. I see items. Oh, I see. Uh, I... It's yeah. a new overfold there. Oh, in four rulebook, yes. Okay. So you can left-click on any of those, and it'll tell you exactly what it does. And if you go to the Stats tab on a talent, it'll tell you how much it costs. Um, but yeah, you can't add that to your character sheet until you do this part. With now, once you're done with your stats on this page, guys, when you get to your, your main page of your character sheet, you can still change your stats, and it'll deduct it accordingly. So don't think this is the be-all, end-all page. Um, the other thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to pick or roll your origin, your accomplishment, and your goal. Now, um, your origin is obviously that. It's a bit of like a little origin story for your character. Um, your accomplishment is what your character is kind of trying to do. 
and or I'm sorry, your accomplishment is something that your your character has actually done in their in their past. And your goal is kind of your character's ambition for what they're up to. Now, it's pretty it's pretty simple here. It's not as uh, open-ended as ambitions in Warhammer. Um, there's only six of them. If you want to randomly roll them, you can. Uh, once you pick these, you'll see at the very bottom there's a little drop-down that says Selected Bonus. Um, each of these things will give you an option to add to your character. And you get to pick one of the three that you choose and they'll give your character some sort of bonus. Maybe uh, they'll add to your resolve or your determination or other stats. So it's really up to you. If you see something here that like, oh yeah, this sounds like what I want my character to have as far as quote unquote backstory, you can pick it. If you don't care, you're not sure, just, just hit the little random roll button, the little dice and just pick one that way. I'm just going to randomly roll on my character here. So I randomly rolled. I got, uh, for my goal, my origin, I got Endless Wah. For my accomplishment, I got Made It Flashy. And for my goal, I got Artist. And then when I go to Selected Bonus, now in the drop-down menu, I have three choices there. And I pick which one I want. So the Endless Wah will give me Bonus Resolve. The Made It Flashy will give me Wealth. And the Artist will give me uh, increased wounds. Um, so since I'm building a mech boy here, I'm going to go with wealth because I want more money. So again, it is something you can min-max if you want to read through each one in the rule book and see what they give you, or just pick the ones you like, and then you still get to pick one of those three uh, when you're done. And I guess while our players go through some of that, uh, listeners, I'll go through a couple of the other things here. So, as I said, we've got attributes. They are pretty self-explanatory, but to give everybody a quick idea, uh, you have strength, which as in just about every other role-playing game on Earth, uh, dictates how strong your character is physically. It'll dictate things like, um, you know, how much you can carry, and in this game, just like many others, a higher strength means you hit harder in melee combat. You do more damage. Uh, toughness in this game goes towards your resilience, which is your damage reduction in this game. Very kind of similar to Warhammer. So higher toughness means you're harder to hurt. Um, agility is used for shooting, for starters. That's a big one. And then, obviously, how agile your character is. So... You know, maybe walking on a tightrope or balancing, you know, things of that nature. Initiative is how quickly your character reacts, and that is the skill, that is the attribute that's used for melee combat in this game. Uh, so strength is used for damage, but your success to hit is used uh, using initiative. Uh, then we have willpower. I believe willpower is used when you're casting psychic powers and also how well you resist the horrors of the 41st millennium. So things like fear, terror, corruption. Oh yes, corruption is still here. Uh, intellect is your intelligence. Um, that has to do with a lot of the uh, skills here um, that are based off intelligence. You know, the scholar skill, for example. Uh, I think the tech skill as well. And then Fellowship, just like in Warhammer, is kind of like the measure of your character's charisma. Um, obviously, orcs don't tend to be very charismatic, so they have low maximums here. But again, certain skills are based on that, so helpful to, uh, helpful to know. 
any questions so far, fellows, or is it all making making sense? Seems to be making sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, no, nothing at all. That sounds pretty good so far. I guess a couple things. From background bonuses, a couple of the options that I have here are resolve and determination. Mm -hmm. And those are not oh, skills nor they are they are traits they are other oh. stats on your character okay um so like wounds resolve determination resolve is used uh i think in regards to shock uh, which is kind of like your mental hit points uh, well let me i'm gonna finish my character stuff here so i'm gonna just boost up a couple more skills so uh Squad mates, homies. <laughs> Yo. What are we all like building our shit towards? Are we? Oh. Because I, I assume the the burner is gonna be is burn a melee. I it can I, I don't Burner's know. Both. Yeah, it's kind uh, of so it's it's like it wasn't like the tabletop. So so are you leveling like just even ballistics melee? Uh yeah, I'm mainly doing um, ballistics and melee uh, and. I rolled, um, I rolled the artist, so I got the um, uh, max wounds. Oh, so that nice. Should, that should be helpful. I haven't gone to the um, like talents and stuff yet. I'm still with all my attributes. Right. And Eric, you're going melee, I assume. Melee and sneaky. Okay. Uh, Chris, would melee just be strength? Uh, no. May so strength is going to increase how much damage you do when you hit in melee. Okay. Initiative increases your helpful. chance to hit. Think in of initiative. Think of initiative as like the weapon skill characteristic, gotcha. and then the weapon skills skill is like uh -huh. your melee basic skill. Weapon skill is melee yeah, basic. Yeah. Yeah. You can and then. Do, uh, ballistic skill is for ranged. Complain. That's not going to get you a new one tonight. Sorry. Oh. Are you, are you, is one of your kids bugging you? Or your wife? Are you yelling at your wife? <laughs> no. We're yelling at Domino's. Sorry. Understandable. Oh. Domino's has betrayed they, many people. Yeah. They, they gave us the wrong delivery. Jesus. Completely wrong? Worse than normal. Uh, yeah, they, boys. I don't know. They they messed up both mine and my wife's. So is it at There's least like literally one job? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while they're doing that, I've spent 159 of my 200 XP on my Mech Boy character here, uh, basically boosting my stats and skills to varying degrees. So once you guys are done with that, you will hit the submit button and you will be brought to the first page of your character sheet. And this is where we will finish everything else. And I think, I'm hoping I did this right. I did not. So the only, the only thing that sucks about this in Foundry is that it's showing your skills at the level they are based on your attributes. So it's hard to tell if you've actually put 
points into skills or not, which I realize now with my character here, my tech skill is at seven, but I only have skill points in five skills. So I need to add two more here. Um, so let's give my bro a point of awareness. And that should affect... Oh, I've spent more XP than I can. Whoops, I'm not sure how that happened. How do you see that? Uh, well, once everyone is finished on that page, then we'll go to the main page, because we can still uh, mess around with stuff there. So, so we do okay. add talents after we hit the submit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Alright, so I guess I'll leave it. So I'm going with a, a Healy Ballistic Skill Pain Boy, so... I gotta select my phone. Oh, for <laughs> items on the War Gear side... Mm -hmm. Some of them I do have access to, but I think some items are just saying you don't know what this is. Um, explain. I don't quite follow you. Like, I don't know what a stick bomb is. As it says you don't have sufficient permissions to view this document sheet. And I think it's just because oh, in okay. items all I have is the, the, oh, uh, right, right. the custom stuff, the Mega okay. Blaster for the Mech Boy. Let me... Stick bomb's just a regular grenade, I think. Yeah, but... But I don't know what the stats would do. No, you guys should have access to the War Gear folder. Let me yeah. change that here. Okay, well, it was, so it was giving me the same thing until I hit submit. Once I hit submit, I can look at my stuff. All right. Well, you guys should have another folder in the core rulebook that says War Gear. that show up? Uh, I... Is that items? items? Oh, yeah, character creation won't close. <laughs> I don't think so. No, the core rulebook, I just have talents still. That's the only one. Nope, still just talents. Okay, what about now? Yep, I see it now. Yeah. Okay, well, that's only one of the... F How many folders are in the War Gear folder? Just weapons. Oh, fucking Christ, okay. I gotta give you guys access to every fucking folder. Yeah, because I don't... Looks like I can see weapons, but I can't see my survival kit. Okay, hold on, let me... Says. Well, they have little pictures for each one. Oh yeah, because yeah, because this is the official. Uh, they actually have an official foundry module, so Very I've nice. got the core one, and I've got the Forsaken Systems guide because that adds some other player options. So all that is, I mean, it's well done. Okay, you guys should have six folders in the War Gear folder. Weapons, armor. Okay. Yeah, I've got six. Yeah. Okay, everything should be in there. Other than the custom stuff that's already on your character sheet, like the Erdy syringe that the Pain Boy has, that's that's from a different book. So, right. Is everybody done with their stats and attributes and skills so far? Uh, yes, but I'm having. I think I might have to restart uh, Boundary because it's not closing the character creation. Did you hit submit? I did. Whoa! Hold on. Yeah, I think you do, because it's showing, like... It looks like you've hit the submit button, like, 15 times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see... Because right at the bottom, it shows your keyword, like, orc clan, orc clan, like, 100 times here. So let me start deleting those for you. <laughs> but there is... It does look like it saved the stuff that you spent your experience on, though. So... That's good. Yeah, it's not... It's not perfect, but... 
it's definitely better than not having uh, a foundry module. So, oh my god, Kyle. <laughs> what? Did it completely fuck up? Oh my god, your war gear shows your ability, your orc abilities like four times each. There's like a there's like a hundred abilities here. Can I delete these? Oh yeah, jeez. Oh, hold on. How do we? Oh no. Ew no. Um. Ah, oh, here we go. It's on talents. Okay, that's easy. Sheesh. It looks like an orc actually put this character sheet together. Yeah. It's fucking it me. Orky, 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 orky. Okay, okay, okay. Get this under control. Uh, is everybody has everybody else submitted? Are you on the front page now of your character sheet at this point? Yes. Okay. So the first thing you want to do is check on your notes tab of your character sheet on the far right and just make sure that you still have your experience isn't in the negative. If it's in the negative, then you did something wrong. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, you look good. It says you spent 168, so you have 32 remaining. Wonderful. Just I'll check everybody's just to be sure. Sean is good. Your character sheets keep popping into the bestiary for some reason. Uh, Eric, you are good. And who's left? Matt. Great. Okay. Did I buy the right number of skills or do I need to fix that? Uh, so I'm just going to check that on everybody. So again, okay. whatever your highest... Um, your highest... Not the total but the, the highest amount that you've spent. So, for example, Eric, on your character sheet, you have three points in awareness. So if you guys see um, on your skills, there are three numbers from left to right. So if we look at athletics, the first box, if you hover over it, it says base. The second one, if you hover over it, it says advances. And then the last one, the red number, is the total. So it's adding those first two numbers together. Now, the base, I don't know why they do this. The base should just be what your stat is. But the base is indicating if your archetype gave you points. So, Eric, on your character sheet, you'll see stealth. You have a base of two, along with survival and weapon skill. So those were because of your archetype. And then advances are what you've actually spent experience on. So when you're on this front page, guys, you can change the, the, the second column that says advances that's where you can change the number and if you do it'll automatically deduct or add experience points as need be so eric because you have three advances in awareness that means you have to have at least two other skills that have at least one advance and you've got one two three four uh, you've got survival insight deception and cunning so you're fine with your skills right now cool And don't really ask me, like, what's a good number of dice to be rolling at this point, because I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I mean, typically the difficulty number will be three, so probably, like, rolling less than four dice is probably considered not great, and I would assume rolling around five or six dice would be pretty good for this tier, so just keep that in mind. Now, same thing with your uh, attributes. Uh, there's three numbers underneath, for example, strength. The first one on the top left is your base. Uh, the 
one on the uh, bottom is advances, and then the red number is the total. So again, you can change the advances, that's the bottom number, and that will change everything else, including spending experience on your character sheet. So let's just make sure you all did your skills correctly here. Skill four, you're good. Okay. Kyle. Why do some of your skills have negatives on them? Doesn't seem right. I have no idea. Okay, we're gonna put that to the side and come back to that. <laughs> um, oh it it let me uh yeah, go under the base level for skills. Like I was trying to refund one, and it let me just go down further than. Oh yeah, that's yeah, because that other page is a little wonky. So Matt, you have a max of five. Yeah, hold on here. Let me double check this rule in the rule book just so I am not messing it up. Okay, the Tree of Learning. You must have points in a number of skills as the highest rating your character has in a single skill. So if you have an athletics rating of four, you must have points in at least three other skills. Okay. So in that case, uh, let's double check this again. So Matt, you start with a tech of three and you've put two points into it. So your tech... Your tech skill level is at five, so you need to have points in four other skills, which you have a couple, so you're fine. Uh, Kyle will come back to that disaster in a second. <laughs> Eric, your highest is two, so you're totally fine. Sean, your highest is five with ballistic skill, and Medicaid is also five. One, two. Yeah, you're good. All right, so Kyle, what the fuck happened here? Man. Um, go ahead and change all those things that say negatives on your skill sheet and change that to zero. And see what that does to your experience when it's done. I had a little trouble with this when I started messing around with making a character too, because that, that first page is not great. Okay. Okay. Oh, it didn't change anything. Yeah, because it was all fucked up. That's why. So it's fine. You still have thirty-two experience left. Um, Great. And so your highest skill is weapon skill. You have two base and one advance. You have three, and you have points in one, two. Yeah, you're fine as well. Cool. Okay. So then, really, the next thing is um, talents. So, I know it's a pretty fucking massive list, but feel free to go through and see. Now, some of these might be, they have prerequisites, um, so it'll tell you under... So, if you open a talent, there's a description, a stats, and an effects button you can press. The stats button will tell you the requirements that you have to have. So, for example, Angel of Death, requirements are you must be rank 2 or higher... You guys are all rank one right now. 
and then you must be an adept Astartes. You have to be a certain species for this skill. Oh, shit. And this one, for example, is 30 uh, experience points. You can click on them to see what they do. Yeah, if you click left, left click on the name, and then the description will tell you what it does. Uh, the stats will tell you the requirement and the cost. And I don't think the effects really matters. That's just an extra button. So now you don't have to spend every last experience point. I mean, it's probably going to be difficult to spend every last one. So um, if you, uh, you know, if you need to, you can save stuff for later. Sorry, how Much many talents can we buy? As many as you want, as long as you have enough XP to do so. There's no limit on talents. So do we just drag and drop? Yes. Left click drag to your character sheet and then it should pop up on your talents tab. Nice. The page for the archetype, if you open it up, had a few suggested ones at the bottom. I think I'm probably going to get at least one of those. Oh, that's true, point, yeah. Point. Yeah, let me check those before I just go straight into shooting. I mean, there's a there's a talent called Mordaka, so... I know, I but I, I, need, open right now. I, I need 35, and I don't have 35 XP. Well, you could Ooh. decrease some of your stats and or skills. Possible, but... Um... I'm just going to add dead shot and uh, dunk guys from far away. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the flesh is weak. I'll add that one. And some other. <gasps> There's so many good ones. There really There's are. a lot, yeah. Shit. Gotta give you guys access to the orc clans, but I have to find them for. Alright. Giving you one more folder should be in the core rulebook. It should say keywords. Tell me if that shows up. I saw the menu move. I think it's, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, I see it. So, you guys can do this now or when you're done picking talents, but you're going to want to open the keywords folder and go to the clans folder. There are uh, six different clans to choose from. Now, for our listeners and our players, clans are rough groupings of orcs that have similar mentalities and ways that they look at life. Um, a single tribe or warband of orcs is often comprised of orcs from all different clans. So it doesn't always mean that every person in the tribe is a death skull or a goth. Um, when you pick one of these, this is kind of like, think of this like picking a Space Marine chapter or an Imperial Guard regiment. This is kind of the the little sub-flavor of Orc that you are. And you can click on each of these and see what they are. Uh, in the lore, Bad Moons are Orcs whose teeth grow the fastest. And since Orc teeth are how they uh, use, they use that for their currency and money, uh, they tend to be the richest Orcs. And so they get bonus money in this game. Blood axes are orcs that uh, first encountered the Imperium, and they actually use tactics and tend to be sneaky. A lot of commandos come from the blood axe uh, clan, and they're also known to actually trade and barter with uh, humans for war gear and stuff. 
Which they inevitably turn on whoever they traded with. Uh, Death Skulls are scavengers and looters, so they're kind of the junkers of the Orc Society. Uh, they also tend to wear lots of blue on their armor and war paint, because it's lucky. Uh, the Evil Sons are the Orcs who are obsessed with speed and the color red, because everybody knows red ones go faster. And because of that, they tend to either, they always tend to be in vehicles of some sort or, you know, just very, very fast orcs. So uh, the speed freaks come from the Evil so uh, Sons clan often, uh, painting their vehicles red, you know, the orc bikes, trucks, and stuff of that nature. The Goths are the biggest and most violent orcs, and they love getting up close. So they are the close combat specialists and they tend to be the orc tribes or the orc clans that have the most infantry and the most foot sloggers and the snake bites are orcs who are a bit more primitive compared to other orcs they still kind of follow the old ways as they call it and they uh kind of live in more of a, a tribal society where they like to live off the land, they use a lot of beasts like squigs and various squig species, and they don't use a whole lot of tech. And they also tend to um, pass down orc traditions uh, kind of like with an oral storytelling type tradition in some regards. So you can pick whatever clan you want to be from and all you got to do is drag that from that folder onto your character sheet and it should appear at the bottom where it says keywords on your uh, first page. All right, I'll give you guys a moment to do that. I'm going to go refill my water. None of the clans seem to have like a real positive effect for me going ballistic skill and healing. So I'm just going to go with bad moons and I guess get wealth. All right. Any, uh, any questions so far from anybody? No? I'll well, maybe open it a bag of worms here but one of my <laughs> suggestions was to take the augmetic talent which is offering two augments of rare or lower quality see book of augmetics for in more information it's not as uh as difficult as you think as a matter okay. of fact i believe if you go under your war gear folder that has augmetics in it yep so augmetics are basically cybernetic uh, mechanical enhancements, and if you click on left, click on the name of one of them. If you go to the stats tab, it'll tell you the rarity that it is. All pieces of war gear, weapons, armor, augmetics, basically every item in the game has a rarity, which determines how easy or difficult it is to get your hands on. Uh, this game does not use money like in other games where it's like, oh, I've got 100 crowns, I'm just going to go to the store and buy a bolt gun. In this game, it's done much more abstractly using the wealth and influence system. So your wealth basically is kind of a representation of how much actual money or things that are worth a monetary value that your character has. Each point of wealth represents one thing. It could be, you know, a stash of teeth in your guy's case because you're orcs. It could be an item or maybe some fancy trinket you got a hold of. Um, you don't necessarily have to dictate what that is. We can just assume, oh, I've got three wealth. That means, you know, I've got some 
money and other good stuff. But you can also get more in detail and actually describe what those things are. Because, uh, again, it's much more nebulous and open when you are trying to get your hands on war gear. And then your influence value also dictates. Influence basically dictates how easy it is for you to acquire war gear. And then you can use wealth to make acquiring war gear easier. Basically is how it works. But unlike in the last edition of this fucking game, Cubicle 7 had the bright idea of actually assigning values and numbers to shit, so you're not just pulling numbers out of the air trying to figure out what the fuck am I supposed to do. So thank you, Cubicle 7, because I remember playing the first edition of this game, and it was a fucking disaster because they don't explain it. It's all, oh, here's some stuff. Make it work. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to get a plasma cannon. It's difficult. Yeah, they're just like, oh, well, it's very rare, so it should be hard to do, but they don't give you any numbers. Like, if your game can't give the GM the tools they need to run the fucking game, then right. you need to go back to the drawing board. So, There's some issues yeah. here. Kudos, Cubicle 7. It's all spelled out, and it's way easier. Nebulous is not always good. So, yeah, Matt, if you want to take that talent, by all means. I, I, I think it's awesome. I love that talent. Yeah, there's some cool stuff in here, too. Yeah, Somebody With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh boy. I, there are a few orc ones specific to the iron gob. You know, the, the metal jaw that a lot of orcs have. Um, you get a fucking augmented eye. Some, uh, like, mechanical lungs. The eye <laughs> looked pretty cool, I think. I might <laughs> grab one of those. Or for even two. Yeah, for our tech priest characters out there, you can get yourself some mecha dendrites. Nice. And then you can choose what type of mecha dendrite it is. There's ballistic, exploration, medical, optical, servo arm. That's so cool. Oh, fuck. Tech Chris, uh, I think that um, the problem before did the same thing with my war gear. Uh oh. Okay, hold on. Oh my god! <laughs> Like, like I got a lot pounds. of shit. <laughs> he's got like, dude, he's carrying around like seven burnos. This guy's got I'm seven. Just, I'm just drawers. made of shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna have a problem with inventory. You're clearly just a fucking. I'm a fire mech. hazard. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, should be see. damned. Um, yeah. For any of you that started with grenades, if you actually go to your gear section, it should show how many you have in your quantity. And it looks like it did that right for you, which is good, because you were one of the custom characters. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, so you should only have one suit of flak armor, not yeah. eight. <laughs> just staple the, the other ones on top. Yeah. I'll just hold it on. And then just like in Warhammer, you can you click the little circle to equip your items so that you can actually use oh, them. Gotcha. And then, yeah, other gear and stuff will show up there. We'll talk about ammo next time. Ammo's kind of nebulous in this game, kind of like an alien. You generally, you have reloads, and you use, or ammo, 
or one of the two, um, you use them to do like special stuff in the game, like like shooting uh, special uh, attack options and things like that. So um, there's some fun stuff to do with that. Oh, Death Skulls, my hero. It seems like the best option. I, I just think the blue orcs look so cool. Um, and they like to loot everything they get their grubby hands on. Yes, which I like to do too. Okay. I mean, in, in games. Okay, so Sean, I know I heard you say you're doing a bad moon. And have yeah. you picked what? Have you picked your talents? Yeah, I just took the, the dead shot talent. I realized though that I have no shooting gear. The, the mech boy or the uh, the pain boy doesn't start with Daka. Well, you're gonna have to find some then. I know. It's okay. You're be just ready for it. Just run around with your meat cleaver until you you know your bone saw until you uh you bone find saw something. is ready. Okay, so you look pretty good here. Um. Just checking you. Okay, you got one experience left. Uh, okay, that's all done. Cool. Uh, okay, you're good. Kyle, let's see. You are... Looks like pretty much finished. Doing a death skull. What what talent did you pick? Or did you pick any talents? I picked two. Blood Must Flow and Dirty Fighter. Those sound awesome. Big asshole. <laughs> As all orcs tend to be. Yeah, but like a really big one. <laughs> Dirty fighter. The biggest awesome. fucking asshole. Okay, Matt, let's see. You've still got some XP to spend. Uh, yeah, I need to knock some in. So if I take Augmetic, it's like add the value of the XP or add the value of the augments you take in XP costs for buying that. Oh, I that's think that right. has oh. to be done manually. Yeah, so here's what you do. If you go to your talent page, I think that I think that one automatically costs 20, doesn't it? Plus whatever the things are, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you go to stats where it says cost, I believe you can edit that. Oh, in the thing. Gotcha. In in the actual talent, yeah. Okay. So like cool. I is six and the servo arm says zero, is that correct? Let me double I check. Take, a, take an arm. Can you take a servo arm as an orc? Oh, is that a different thing? I think I'm that's sure normally you, Imperium. I'm sure you check the Oh, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't show it in here. Does it have to have like an orc tag? Um let me check in the rule books. I don't see anything here in Foundry. Yeah, I think the like the gear you get, it has to have a specific, like your I think, keyword. I think it, yeah, exactly. That goes back to the keyword thing. What's it called? Augmetics, right? Augmetic, yeah. Um, for those following along at home, Augmetics are on page two forty-two of the physical rule book. Um. Oh yeah, so it'll it'll say on there, keyword, so on and so forth. Which one were you looking at? Servo arm? Yeah, Mechadendrite is Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, okay, so it... I don't think it actually shows that in... Uh... 
Okay, because the other ones say keywords any. Gotcha. And I guess this one is... Oh, okay, if you go I... to Mechatendrite and go to stats, it has a keyword listed. Oh, so that's something... That's the servo arm related to the me Mechatendrite. That's not its own thing. Yeah, so you, you pick Mechatendrite and then you pick the type that you have, and servo arm is one of, like, the six that's types you can choose. Going in a bit now. Bye. Um, should I? So, to to get these, I don't think I do. I have any wealth for to get these. Any augmentics, or are we just? You can no, just it's get whatever. A, it, it's a talent that he is picking. Oh, gotcha. Trust me, as an orc, you have a very high chance of ending up with an aug augmentic one day. <laughs> Especially because there's a mech boy and a pain boy in your group. Yes. It's sort of just gonna happen. We're gonna figure it out at one point. Yeah, you don't really get a choice. You no know. orc than orc. Yeah, don't don't get hurt because uh, when you go see the dock, you end up with you know a bionic arm. We found a cool diesel engine somewhere, and so we're just gonna put it in your chest and hope it works, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, Eric, how you doing over there? Have you picked? Your clan and your talents yet? Yes, I am definitely going with the blood axe. Okay. And I have. I couldn't decide, so I wanted three talents. Oh, yeah. Which pick? Uh, Silent, Eliminator, and Brutalist, which were all on my like suggested archetype ones, and they were pretty good. I mean, the names sound exactly like what a commando would have. Yes. Wonderful. Um. I think we just need Matt to finish his talents and then pick a clan. Matt, I'm noticing on the front page of your character sheet, at the bottom it says under keywords, there's one that says new keyword. Is that... that just end up there somehow? Oh yeah, I clicked the plus at some point. Alright, we'll just delete that. And then I'm going to delete the one that says clan, because when you pick a clan, it'll put it on the character sheet, so... Um, yeah, I think you might have to do that for me, too. I did it for everybody else. You guys oh, okay. So we've got a Bad Moon, a Death Skull, a Blood two Axe. Death Ooh, two Death Skulls. Even better. Nice. Okay. Love it. Okay. We're looping. Um... Are you done with talents, Matt? Or have you finished picking your augmentic city? You still got to pick more. Yeah, I'm going to grab another. Because don't you get two with that talent? Yeah. I'll do two eyes. Get different bosses. <laughs> Permanent augmentic eyes. Oh, and then you pick what the eye does? Oh, that's yeah, cool. There's some options there, too. Telescopic eye? What the fuck? All right, Inspector Gadget, chill. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> that's amazing. Pick recorder? That's creepy. Can record <laughs> one hour of video or, for some reason, 86,400 still images. <laughs> He's, he's going to send, like, a scrapbook image of just his best highlights in the fights. A real Cam Jensen type. 
You could be an orc reporter. <laughs> or you could be an orc streamer. Oh boy. Or an orc creeper. Yep, yep. Alright. Oh my god, that is fucking hilarious. This is already what I was expecting. Alright. Um Well, uh, the physical stuff for your character sheet, I believe you can actually roll for all that stuff generically, I think. Um, but we don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, that's pretty much it for character creation. I think the only other thing, I'm going to double check here. I don't recall if you can actually get any gear when you start if you pick a uh, a package here, so let me check. Is there anywhere in your character sheet where you guys can actually roll your objective? Because there's a list of six, and you're supposed to roll at the start of every uh, session. Uh, I don't see anything. There was like a bulleted list in character creation or something. Yeah, but I don't see yeah. it anywhere on the actual character sheet. Uh, there's an objective thing, but not, I like it gives me a clicking. It's on the notes. Yeah, but where's the nothing list? happens? Really yeah. Help. Okay, we'll have to figure that one out. Yeah, uh, so basically in this game, you roll an objective every session, and then if you complete that objective, you uh, you get some uh, a bonus point of uh, wrath, I believe. So, well, we can finish up the rest of the character stuff. Uh, I mean, it's really just your physical appearance. Um, if One quick thing, if you guys go to your combat tab, that's all the rest of your stats there. So your defense, and these are all based and... and uh, they're all... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They all come off of your stats. So I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but, like, your resilience is your armor and your toughness, so on and so forth. You know, make sure that your gear is actually selected. Um, and it, like, your armor, for example. So uh, this is all stuff that's just derivative from your, your various stats here. And your defense is the target number that an enemy has to roll to hit you. Uh, and if it's anything like the original game, usually it's very hard to get your defense up very high. So it's usually fairly easy to hit somebody in this game. But your resilience puts your toughness and your armor together, and that's your damage reduction. Uh, shock can be used to absorb wounds, and sometimes certain things will do shock damage. And then... Um, Wounds are how many wounds you have before you hit zero, and if you hit zero, you can start getting mem uh, injuries and things like that. So there's uh, some great stuff here to be had. Don't have to worry about faith, and honestly, as orcs, you probably won't have to worry much about corruption because orcs don't really fall to chaos because they, well, they just don't. Um, they're not really corruptible because they're already off doing their own thing. And, you know, really the Chaos Gods don't really have a way to tempt them because orcs don't give a fuck about that sort of stuff. So I don't think you guys have to worry too much about corruption. So it'll be a much, much different change from uh, what it was in uh, Gallows Geist. So 
we'll talk about character backstories and names and all that next next time when we uh, when we get to the next episode and actually start the campaign here. So why don't we move on and kind of finish things up for tonight? If you have other things to do, I, Matt, I know you still have some XP to spend. Go ahead if if you're not done with that. Um, but let's just kind of go through a few other things here. So again, the core mechanic of this game is a D6 system. So when you need to make any sort of action, you can roll, you can press the button for either your attribute or your skill, or in the case of a weapon, you can actually roll uh, on the weapon on your combat tab. So again, make sure you have your stuff equipped, otherwise it's not gonna show up there. And uh, so why don't we just do some, some quick stuff here just to kind of mess around. If everybody wants to go ahead and roll me any skill, whatever you want, just to kind of see how this works. So when you click on the skill name, a window will pop up just like in Warhammer, and then uh, it shows the DN, the difficulty number. So I will tell you what that is. Um, it's usually gonna be three. Some skills add your rank or rake bonus. Uh, you guys are rank one. Uh, you can be one, rank one, two, or three in this game. You start at rank one of whatever tier you're in. And then a bonus, in this game, any bonus is done as bonus dice to your dice pool. So if I tell you make an athletics test at plus two, that means get two extra dice. So in this case, you would add a two in that bonus, um, that bonus thing there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's for dice pool, not, not DN. Um, if there's a bonus to DN, that would make the test harder. So if it's DN3, that's how many successes you need. If I told you it's uh, DN plus two, so now in this case it would be DN5. If there's a bonus to your dice pool, then uh, that adds more dice to your, your pool. And then the Wrath, um, I'm not sure what changing that number does there, but Wrath is a meta currency in this game. You guys have Wrath and Glory, and I have Ruin. Wrath is an individual character thing. You start with two every session. Glory is a meta currency that the entire team has access to. It starts at zero every session, but there are things in the game that will add to the glory pool. And I think it maxes out at number of characters or six, whatever's higher. I'll double check that. But um, Wrath is basically used for doing rerolls or making a narrative declaration. And then glory can be used to add extra dice to a pool, add extra damage die, and some other little minor things. If you look on your uh, your journals tab under wrath and glory, it'll explain exactly uh, what they do here. And then I have ruin, which is the GM equivalent of wrath. So I actually have a meta currency to spend for all the bad guys, and uh, that will increase either as you guys get critical failures or through a few other things. But, so I, you know, it's kind of like, um, I guess there's not really an equivalent of that in, in Warhammer Fantasy. So, oh, but yeah, you can spend, you spend Wrath to reroll all your failures on a test. So anything that came up as a one, two, or three, or you can make a narrative declaration so you can kind of change something in the scene, or you can restore some of your shock and uh, you restore shock equal to your rank plus your tier. These guys are rank one, tier two, so you'd get three shock back. And shock is generally used to try to absorb wounds before you take wound damage. 
if you uh, if you so choose. Um, and then glory uh, is used to increase your dice pool, increase damage. You can seize the initiative, which means uh, your character can go next in combat, or you can increase the severity when you score critical hits in combat. Uh, so that's always a lot of fun. So, with that in mind, uh, why doesn't everybody go ahead and roll me a ballistic skill test? No bonuses, no changes, just go ahead and roll. We'll do some freaky dice. Okay, so let's go up to the top here. We will look at Matt's test here. So, uh... I had a what... bonus of two, and so it says DN5 on mine. Okay, that's fine. When you roll, one of your dice is what's called a raft dice. It's done, in this case, as a different color or a different size if you're rolling at home. So, Matt, it looks like your total, you had a dice pool of seven here. And you see the red one, that's your raft dice. That is how you score criticals and failures in this game. If your raft dice comes up as a six, you've scored a critical success. If you've rolled a one, which it looks like in Foundry here is a Chaos Star, that is a complication. That's a critical failure. Now, on, kind of like in Warhammer, you can score criticals and complications, but still pass or fail the test separately. So in this case, Matt was rolling against a DN of five, difficulty number five, so he needed five successes. And if we look here, he rolled two fours and two sixes. So again, the sixes are exalted icons. Those count as two successes each. And fives and fours count as one icon. So he's got a total of two, four, five, six successes. We see here it says he's got six successes and he's got three failures because his uh, he rolled a three, a one, and then a one on his raft die. So the raft die, there's no shifts, which we'll get to in a second. And he has a complication here. So Matt, you could actually hit the button to roll complication and then something would happen. Um, now, <laughs> lost item. So yeah, there's a critical, like, failure complication table uh, in this game that you can roll on, or, you know, the GM can just come up with something, or even you can suggest something, too, if, if you, you roll something that doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, you might roll your weapon got stuck, but you were shooting a gun, so that doesn't make any sense. So in this case, Matt, you passed the test, you had five or more icons, five or more successes, so in this case, you would do damage with your weapon. Uh, but you have a complication, so we'd roll that complication and find out what happens. Now, the other thing you can do, I can do is instead of rolling a complication, I can take a point of ruin when you score a complication instead. So if you rolled something I don't think makes sense, or if I just don't want to come up with something, or I feel a ruin point would be more appropriate, I could take a ruin point instead. Uh, if we look at, uh, I, I'm the knob, I guess. Uh, I passed as well. Uh, I've got four successes and two failures, so I'm good. I, I passed on my three there. And then if we go to Sean, you had passed as well, just barely. And nobody's got any shifts. Though. Okay, let's go down to Kyle's Grave Scorcha. So in Kyle's case, he had a dice pool of five rolling against a DN of three. He's got a four, a five, and a five. That's three icons. And he has a six for an exalted icon. And he rolled a complicate. Well, you rolled everything here, Kyle. 
so, really good for examples. Yeah. So you guys will see he has five successes, he has one failure, and he has one shift. So what is a shift? A very important aspect of this game. A shift is when you take any six that you rolled, if you take that out of the roll and you still pass the roll, you can take that six, that exalted icon, and shift it to do other things. So in the case of combat, you can shift it to do extra, potentially do extra damage. Or that's how you get glory points as well. So in this case, Kyle, you needed to get three successes. You rolled three successes alone on those other three dice, and you have a six. So you, because that's six, you don't need it to pass your test. You can shift it, and then you could decide what you want to do with it. Oh. So that is generally how you guys are going to build up your um your glory pool however you can use shifts for other things too um sort of similar to how you can do stunts in alien you can spend shifts to either get extra information or improve the quality or speed of whatever test you were doing so if this was a non-combat test you might want to shift to, you know, maybe you're hacking a door, you want to do it faster, or you're uh, searching through some book or some information, you want to get more information on top of whatever you rolled. Uh, so that's what the sort of things you can do there. And again, this is all in those folders I gave you guys access to in the in the, um, the uh, journals thing. Oh, finally, you can uh, shift for a point of glory. So you add a point of glory to the uh, the group's pool. You can only do that once per test, so even if you had rolled two sixes there, Kyle, you can always shift multiple times, but you can only shift for glory once. Um, and then you can also shift for damage, which in this game, extra damage is just referred to as ED, and you will see that on uh, some of your weapons. For example, if you guys go to your combat tab, you'll see your weapons listed. You see it will have a base damage, and it'll have ED. Um, ED are extra damage dice that that attack rolls. And whenever you roll extra damage dice, very simply a four or higher adds another point of damage to your test. So I'm looking at this, this character I put together. He's got a custom slugger. It's damage 10. It has an ED, excuse me, of one, and it has no AP value. So it does 10 damage, and then I roll one extra die, one extra damage die, if I get a four, five, or six, that's one extra damage. So Kyle, if you're making an attack, you have a, a shift there, you can shift to give yourself another extra damage die and potentially do more damage with your attack. Okay. So shifting is one of the cool little mechanics this game has, and uh, that's why you want to, having bigger dice pools is better because you can roll more sixes and potentially get more cool stuff going on. And that's really the base mechanic of the game. D6 dice pool, one of your dice, usually, on almost all tests, will be a raft die. So in this case, it's, it's a red die here we see in the, in the chat log. Rolling a six on your, your raft die gives you a critical. Rolling a one on the raft die gives you a complication. And if you roll extra sixes beyond what you need to pass the test, you can shift those to do a variety of cool things. Um, that's really the basics right there. 
Now, sometimes you'll make an attribute test, just like in Warhammer, you might have to make a strength test. Uh, same thing, you just click on strength, and it'll roll your dice, and it looks like that also rolls a, uh, a raft die here as well. So you see my dice I just rolled on behalf of Eric. They're pretty fucking terrible there, no successes. And Sean's got two successes, but a failure with uh, the complication, so... Yeah, so that one there, Sean, it's giving you more of like a narrative complication versus you know because you did an agility test but you know maybe you slipped your step opened up a pipe for example and now there's water flooding so visibility is lowered or whatever so there's a little finessing to it but creative dms can get really cool with this um as you saw when we played this back in the day so it yeah. really hasn't changed so any questions about any of that no Ooh. All right. Well, why don't we hop over to a little quick combat on this fancy-dancy little map I put together here for you guys. And let me activate that and drag everybody over. And everybody should... You guys see the map? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let me put your characters on the thing here. You'll have to zoom in because it's a pretty big map. Uh, but yeah, actually, I guess... Oh, we'll share character art next time, but you guys can see. Uh, we can change all the names and everything later, once you guys have news. Peppa MD. <laughs> all right. uh, does everybody, can everybody access and move their token around? Here's mine, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And let's give you guys a few bad guys to fight here. Let's just say we're having a good old brawl with a couple more orcs and grots. So... <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna all right we're gonna put uh okay sean you're gonna go there kyle you're gonna go chill over here by this bush eric's hiding in this bush over here and frogget is on top that boulder and let's give you guys a couple orc boys oh they don't give you a picture what the hell let's say there's a picture on the fucking are they different pictures? Whoa. Whoa, it gives random? That's fucking weird. Okay. Let's get a couple grots in here, too, because why not? All right. These grots are dancing around this big, red, glowy rock, which, of course, you want to have that glowy rock, and that's why we're fighting. That seems pretty orcish. All right. So, normally initiative in this game is done with um, the players go first and then we alternate. So normally, you guys would pick one of your characters to go and then I would go, so on and so forth. However, we're not doing that. We're going to do rolling for initiative. So, as with all of our other games, please go ahead and add yourself to the initiative track. Let me start an encounter here. And I believe when you are rolling, it's going to roll your initiative stat. And whoever has the most successes gets to go first. Oh, no. <laughs> Oof. I only have an initiative of one. I'm going last. <laughs> uh, so Frog, you need to roll. No, it... um. It does, there is a tiebreaker in the game. I forget what it is, but it looks like Foundry's already calculating it. So, 
Now, if you guys had glory, you can always spend a point of glory to seize the initiative and have your character act next. So we're going to start the combat here. So, Kyle, you are up first. Make sure you all have your armor and your weapons equipped. Wait, we're supposed to have armor? Uh, Mando's might not? Since yeah. they sneak? I don't know. No, you have ripped clothes. Okay. Is that their armor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ripped clothes. I mean, that's more armor than a grot, right? No, no, because I don't have that on my sheet. Do I need to oh. add that to my sheet, or does it I... actually just not do anything? Oh, wait, I'm looking at threats. Hold on. I mean, it would have added it because you did your, your archetype. So, okay. and you have an official so one, so, so I'm going to so assume naked. that you're Naked commando. That's why he blends in so well. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess you don't have armor to start. So, yeah. Good get luck. Fucked. Get fucked, noob. <laughs> oh, is that why they call it commando? <laughs> um... Okay, so Kyle, you are first to go. Yep. And basically, during a combat, um, there are um, movement actions. There are combat actions, and then, just like in most other games, there's free actions and reflexive actions. Free actions you can do at will. Reflexive actions usually are in when you react to something. Uh, but basically, you can do a movement, and then you can do, like, uh, a, a combat action. So you guys are probably going to want to start referencing that quick combat reference guide in your journals tab because that'll have a lot of this stuff in there. Oh yeah, so here you'll see. So quick reference guide, the first set is the action, so it breaks down the different action types in that you can take during a single turn. So combat action, movement, simple, free, and reflexive. Generally that's going to be, you're going to have a movement action and a combat action during your turn. And then you can see... There's a variety, kind of like in Warhammer, you can do called shots, you can do uh, using skills to do interaction attacks and things like that. Um, if you scroll all the way down, it's got your different melee options and ranged options. Uh, so if you make a ranged attack, you can do a specific type of ranged attack versus just, uh, you know, doing a straight up attack. But we'll keep it simple for now. We'll just start off with some basic stuff. So Kyle, you're up first. What would you like to do? Um, how how can you see my cursor? How tall are the rocks here? Same height. Like, It'd be so like, a, could... like a bridge to jump across. Okay, so that would be like a little agility deal. Ah, uh, yeah, I would say that's going to be an athletics test to hop the rocks. Okay, so what is my where's movement determined? Movement is going to be on your combat tab. It'll be your speed. Yeah. So it, six. So that would be six squares. That is what I am checking because it says okay. you move your speed in meters. How far? Say anything about a grid? Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. The ruler tool seems to imply that a square is a meter. Okay. That works for me. If I mean, yeah, because it would be set up that way in Foundry. So if that's what it's doing, then each square is a meter, so you can move six squares. 
That's what a basic move, though. You could also, if you look under the movement actions, you can do a run, a sprint, a crawl, or go into cover. So, okay. for example, if you do a run, you use your movement and your simple action to run, but it lets you move double your speed. If you do a sprint, you'd see it's all your actions, but you move triple your speed. And then you can okay. kind of see. However, sprinting has to be in a straight line. Uh, run does not have to be in a straight line. Okay, so if I if I run, I can use simple and movement, and I would still be able to use an attack? Correct. Sweet. All right. Let's do that. Um, oh, All right. Well, well, give me an athletics test first as you hop between the rocks. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to Straight uh, DN3, nothing fancy here. <laughs> Orc boy gets stuck in. <laughs> New combat battle cries. Love oh, it. boy. Okay. So you have one success. So in this case, you would fail the test. So mm -hmm. you can either spend a point of wrath to reroll all your failed ones, or you can suck it up and see what happens. Do we want to learn how falling damage works on the first day? <laughs> yes. I don't. <laughs> not, not with me, I don't. Um, okay, so I have two wrath, right? Yeah, it should be on the front page of your character sheet, on the top right. Uh-huh. And do I just hit it? Um, or do I do something oh, in the... Oh, right, right-click on your test in the chat, and just like in Warhammer, reroll failed with one wrath point. Oh, uh, okay. Just like when you burn fortune. Okay. So you rolled. Um, you did succeed now, because you've got... Uh, a six and a five, so that's three successes. However, you rolled a complication. So you do pass, but something unexpected happens. Uh, so yeah. go ahead and, and roll your complication, and then go ahead and do your movement. Warp interference. The chaos gods are watching. For a moment, you feel the eyes of one of the ruinous powers on you. They frighten you, learn one of your secrets, or cause a supernatural mishap. Hmm... All right, here's what I'm going to say, Kyle. As you go charging across these rocks to get to the other side, this uh, red glowy rock begins to pulsate with some unnatural energy, and it is so bright and so shiny and distracting to your orc eyes that you're going to have a negative on your shot here. Okay. So you can go ahead and move your 12, okay, so and then one. you may attack. Two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got three more. Ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. okay. And then, and how can I judge uh, how far away my shot can go? Uh, it's probably your weapon. Uh, so it shows range on your burna. Um, okay. I don't remember what that actually means. Let's just look at you. I think it's short, medium, and long range is how this goes. But let's... Ranged 1. Oh, range 4, 8, 12. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking at your sheet here. Okay. Uh, gear, burna. Okay. Oh, that 1? Okay, so I'm looking on your combat tab. 
it yeah. says range one and then it's got the the line and then so four eight twelve are the range categories the first mm-hmm. number is the salvo salvo comes into play when you do some of the special shooting abilities where you use ammo or use your you burn your reloads to uh do various things um, so it might be like, oh, you get to roll an extra die per salvo or stuff like that. So I don't think you have to worry about that unless you're doing a special attack. Um, so yeah, range is 4, 8, 12. And pretty sure that uh, the further away something is, the harder it is to hit. Let me pull up a uh, range attack here. Let's see. If your target is in short range, you get plus one bonus die to your roll. If the target is beyond medium range, they get plus two to their defense. And if your target is beyond long range, any ranged attack automatically misses. So basically what that's saying, if they're in short range, you get plus one die. If they're at long range, they get plus two defense. And if it's further than long range, you can't shoot them. And the range of your thing is four. One, two, three, four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he's in range, just barely, of uh, your basic range. So you would get plus one die. So when you, just like in Warhammer, be sure you target him. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to add one bonus die, but you're also going to increase the DN of your test by one. Uh, how do I get the how do I get the rulers off? It's fucking up my map. Uh, top left, click on the the little square that's broken into four pieces that says select ah, tokens. Got it. Ah, and I can finally okay. So I've targeted him and rolling Berna. And you said. Uh, what plus, was one, the... plus one bonus, but also plus one DN, because of your complication. Okay. So it should be DN. Um, actually, hold on. You got, you're rolling against his defense, not a DN. His defense is two, so the DN will be three in total. So DN base is three. Bonus of one. The DN is two, because two when you... When you... Bonus one. When you attack somebody, the DN is their defense, which in this oh, guy's okay. case is a two. Okay, so two with a bonus of one, and then dice pool, I get a bonus of one? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. The flamethrower succeeds, but you have a complication during... Da- okay, so first off, roll your damage. There's a button right there. So that's that's rolling your extra damage because your 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 weapon has a, a one ed so it gets one extra damage die, that mm-hmm. didn't add anything so it's just doing the base damage which is ten. Okay. So then what I do is I take this guy's uh, what is it determination? Is that what it's called? Hold on. Gotta find his sheet. Where'd he go? Mister Grunt. Okay, his resilience is two, so he has a damage reduction of two, so that ten drops down to an eight. And, well, eight wounds is more than enough to kill this poor, innocent Gretchen. So, Uh let that be our first of the campaign. And he dead, and on fire. 
However, you rolled a complication, so please roll that. Now, the complications for weapons will be different. It's a D66 table. <laughs> Out of ammo! Fucking burn this dude dead. <laughs> Till it went click. So in this case, yeah, so um, you normally start with three ammo, I think, with your weapons. So in this case, you've burned through your clip, basically. You have to spend one of your ammo next turn to reload the gun, and then you're down to two ammo. So it's all okay. done, again, abstractly. We don't count bullets or fuel cells or anything like that, but that guy's fucking toast. Uh, and that is your turn. So, Froggit the mech boy, you're up. All right. Well, I think I was going to move towards this branch here. We've got six is at the foot of it. Uh, has that put me close enough to shoot any of these guys? I think so. Can I see, like, this orc boy on the right? Yes, but he'll have some cover. So yeah, that's harder to hit him. That's probably fine. Let's see I'm if there gonna... actually is cover in this game. There probably is. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Really simple. Plus one defense if less than half of you is covered, plus two if more than half. It's only half, so uh, he'll have plus one defense in addition to anything else. Uh, what's the range on your gun? Uh, it's 12 is short range, and I think... Is he in 12? I'm exactly 12 from him. <laughs> Those poor bastards. <laughs> okay, well, he is going to be a total defense of three with the cover from the pillar. Just be sure, you, again, target him. Right-click on him. Make sure you have him targeted or left-click, however you guys do it as players. Oh, man. Pop this out. Pop that window out. Mm, great mod. How do you target, Sean? Is it double-click, right-click? Double right-click. Double right-click, oh. yeah. There it goes. I tried everything else. <laughs> <laughs> A likely story. Uh, Okay. So you got that. With the gun... You click it in the gear. And then just give him, uh, on combat, click it. Click okay. the weapon. And then uh, be sure you give him plus one uh, DN for his defense cover. Oh, I see. Here we go. Equip that stuff. Now we're talking. Hey, you can't click on the traits for the weapon, though. That's stupid. You said two, two DN for cover? It's a bonus. Plus one, so he's, he's a total of three. Uh, what you got there? Okay, well, that is definitely successes. Uh, you have a shift, so you can Ooh. shift for damage, or you can... How do, is there a way to actually... Oh, okay, so here's how it works, guys. You can actually left-click on each of the icons in your roll, and it gets slightly highlighted with red. So, Matt, if you left-click that six, it'll be slightly highlighted, if you then right-click on it, it gives you that drop-down menu of how to shift. Um, so you can shift for damage or for glory. Okay. Okay, then you roll damage. So you'll roll the extra damage dice, which in this case is going to be... What? Five? Five? Six? Oh, you have a custom Mega Blaster? Oh, that's, that's fair. Cool. Wow. That's what it came with on the... Archetype, 19 damage AP3. So AP reduces their armor value, just like in 40k. Uh, so you do 19 damage. Oh my god. This guy's resilience is 5, which is dropped down to 2 because of your AP. So he reduces your damage to 17. So you take 17 points of damage. 
and dies a horrible, horrible death. Oh, boy. Hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, I see where this game's going already. Orc boys are up with a resounding wah. They are going to start rushing into combat as they would. Okay, this guy's going to attempt to get over the tree, so I'm going to make him take an athletics test. And he fails. I guess we're going to learn what falling damage does in this game. At least it's not me. Yeah, uh, let's see. What we <laughs> Environmental hazards. Got to be here. Here we go. Falling. Oh my god, it's two sentences. When you fall a distance of five meters or more, you suffer falling damage. You suffer one mortal wound plus D3 mortal wounds for every extra five meters you fall. Well, that would be 15 feet. So I think that's more than enough. So he's going to take a wound, a mortal wound. So mortal wounds, nothing reduces mortal wounds unless you have something very, very special. So he would take a wound... And he is still standing. Well, he's prone at this point, but you get the idea. Is there an effects tab? Oh, there is. Oh, it's just like... Is this prone? Yeah. Okay. Well, he falls and he's prone. He does not complete his charge. The other orc is going to be a bit more cunning. He's going to go take cover behind this pillar, and he's going to try to shoot you with his... Uh, what's he got? Slugger? Pistol? Slugger. Here we go. Slugga is range six. Okay, well, you are uh, at long range for him, so it'll be... You're going to get plus two. So what is your defense? Uh, First I page, I think. Or so, uh, com your combat tab? It's one. like one. Okay. Uh, and that's going to go up to... There's two more because of the range, if I recall. Right? He scores a hit, but he has no shifts possible, so he's going to roll damage. Boom! 11 damage from his trusty pistol. So, you're going to go to your combat tab. You're going to look at a couple things here. The first is you will look at your resilience. That is your armor plus your toughness bonus. That number is deducted from the damage of his pistol. Okay. The other thing you can do is you can do what's called rolling for determination. Um, when you roll determination, you roll, I believe it's your toughness? Let me double check here. I think that's how it works. But Looks like it. Okay. Um, you can roll determination whenever you suffer one or more wounds to convert them into shock instead of wounds. Roll a number of dice equal to your toughness. Every icon you roll reduces the number of wounds you suffer by one and causes you to suffer one shock instead. I don't know why it says Determination 4, though. Oh, that's... I see. Okay. So on your Combat tab, there is a button under Injuries that says Determination. That is equal to your Toughness value. If you click that button, that will make a Determination roll, which, as I just explained, will roll your Toughness value in dice... And for any icons you have, that reduces the damage by one, but it, it also converts your shock into wounds instead. So, Matt, your character only... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong character. This orc, for example, he's got a shock of two, so he can only absorb up to two wounds. 
So if you want to go ahead and do that, you can and try to reduce the damage further. Let's see. Okay. So that counts as two because you rolled a exalted icon. And your shock is zero wounds, zero shock. Well, your shock is three. So you can take up to three shock before you're out. You just absorb two. So you should change. I don't know why it didn't do that. But yeah, there you go. And then he did 11 damage. That drops it to nine. And then uh, go ahead and reduce your... your That's uh, six, so... Resilience is six. You take three damage okay. in total. Just okay. add... Th yep, you got it. Three wounds. Add three to wounds. Okay. Uh, then we are on to the Rebel Grotz, who comes swarming at the... Uh, what's his name? This Burna boy for killing their poor innocent friend. Brave Scorch Eye. Yeah, he, they can make it. They can move five. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna stab you. Oh. With whatever trinkets they have. Combat knife! Oh, get fucked, buddy. The die in session zero. Unlikely, but. <laughs> huh! Ooh, they succeed, and they get a, a complication. All right, so you are taking three damage. Mm, get some. Okay. What is your resilience? Eight. Okay, so they don't do any damage, because okay. that's more than three. Uh, he got a complication. Which is dropped item. Okay, so he stabs you so hard, the knife goes bouncing out of his hand. Uh, <laughs> and then his other friend tries to do something similar. Cool. Let's, let's see what kind of combat actions I can do here. Is there anything fun this little grot can attempt? Um, well, he had to run, so he has no simple action left. Okay. Oh, here we go. He'll do charge. Full round action to run and make a melee test with a plus one bonus on the attack. That is perfect. Okay, Rebel Grot is attacking you. He's got a bonus because he charged. Rolling five dice. Watch out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, so we got... A whole oh, bunch of right. shifts and a complication. I doubt he's going to do anything here because they're so pathetic. But we are going... Can I, how many kitties can I shift? What's your defense? Oh, sorry. What is that? Resilience? No, your defense. defense. Defense is three. Oh, big, big, big boy. Okay. I can only shift two of those dice then. I'm going to shift those into damage, obviously. I mean, that's really all bad guys can do. Okay, rolling damage. Oh, yeah, five damage. <laughs> okay. So he does so, nothing. So no damage. Yep. <laughs> and then he rolls his complication. Uh, out of ammo, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh, we'll say his knife gets stuck in your armor. Because uh, he hits you so hard. But yeah. it just didn't get all the way through. And he looks up at you with sad puppy dog eyes, realizing he's made a grave mistake. Oh, Eric, no put in. Your turn. Okay. Um. 
I guess I am going to try and run across this log. Okay, give me an athletics test. That looks pretty good. Wow. Okay, so in this case, um, no, you need three, so you can't shift anything. But you do make it across, so you're fine. Okay, so that's nine. Okay. So you could do a charge as well, unless you want to do a different type of melee attack. Okay, charge. What is the charge bonus? Uh, you get plus one die when you attack. Okay. And it's doing a run and an attack. Be sure you target him, and then, yeah, do your attack. Give yourself plus one dice. He does is the plus one. Does a plus one go in DN bonus or dice no, bonus? DN, remember, DN is the target number, so if you add to that, okay. it's going to make the test harder. It goes to your dice pool bonus. Dice pool bonus, okay. And it should automatically have the DN set at 2 because this guy's defense is 2 yeah. and you're targeting him. Perfect. Okay. Ooh, another critical failure. But you do succeed and hit him. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. And then roll your complication. Ooh! <laughs> damn! 12 damage! He's got a resilience of 5. That will leave that at, what, 7 damage? Seven is enough to drop this guy in one hit, and so he would be dead, and then I was going to say for the complication, I would just take the point of ruin for myself, rather than having you roll, uh, okay. and then your turn would be done. So, Sean, you're here to finish us up on end of the round with Mighty Initiative 1. <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> to slow and steady wins the race, boys. Um, what would the... Can he jump across this, like, ridge? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Let's find out. How does jumping work in this game? Yeah, how are the updated jumping rules? Well, it's only a paragraph, so we're already way Much ahead of the last edition. <laughs> Based um, on a calculation. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it says, You can hurdle obstacles up to one meter high or leap over gaps up to one meter in length as part of your standard movement. Making a long jump or high jump beyond these limits is a simple action and requires an athletics test with a DN determined by the GM based on the current circumstances. Your long jump distance is equal in your I'm sorry, your long jump distance is equal to your strength in meters. Okay, so I can go three meters. Okay. Uh oh. well how far it it is. It's, it's saying three meters. Yeah, I mean, if you're standing on the edge, it's three squares to get to the other edge. So, um, I want to charge in. Okay. Uh, I'll say it's going to be slightly difficult, so we're going to make a DN4 to make this jump. Ooh, okay. My athletics is four. <laughs> That's what you got wrath points for. You, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> All right, boys, big money. Four sixes. Falling damage wasn't that bad. I don't even know what happened to your dice here. I just see a bunch of glowing things. <laughs> yeah, I can't read that at all. Okay. <laughs> you got three. You need one more. Do you want to use a wrath point? Yeah. Okay. So, so right-click on your thing in chat, and then it'll just have a pop-up thing that says reroll. Yeah. Only need... Boom! Critical. Okay, so in this oh. case you're able to shift one of those to glory because you've got four successes with three of your dice and then mm -hmm. that extra six. So we're going to bump up. Are, do you guys see Wrath and Glory at the bottom of the screen? 
yes. a little counter. Yes. Are you guys able to add to the glory oh. pool? Uh, no. Okay, so I have to do it. Uh, let me see. I think there's an option where I can give you guys access to that. Hold on. I have a pop-up for glory and ruin. Yeah, but can you guys add or deduct from those tables at all? No. Okay, hold on. Let me check. Oh, wait. Um, Because I can shift for glory? Oh, wait. You actually have to choose what you do the shift as. That's why. So I can... Sh it just says shift or shift plus glory. Okay, wait, wait. I see what's happening. That's why we're getting confused. You rolled a six on your wrath die, so you have a critical. Right. In addition, you can shift that critical. However, you can only do one or the other. You can either score a critical hit or you can shift the dice for something. Oh, wait, there's no critical hit. It's not combat, my bad. So right. you can shift it, and because you're just doing an action, you're not doing an attack, the only thing you can shift it for is glory. So you should be able to left-click on that six yeah. to highlight it. And then right-click and do shift for plus glory. And that uh, should add it to the glory pool. I was looking at the shifting rules. I think for a critical, you do both. Or you can do both. Can you? There's a, yeah, there's a line here that says, uh, you can shift a wrath critical like another exalted icon. The effects of the wrath critical gaining glory and triggering critical hit trigger even if you shift it. Oh, okay. Which is intense. All right. But I think you can still only gain glory once or is that well i would say in this case um i would let you do both because you scored a critical hit and this six is also shiftable so it's, i think it's a pretty rare situation so in this case you have two but nice. i mean sean you remember glory comes and goes pretty easily in this game so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you guys use it for cool things you know yeah okay so you make it and then you can go ahead and finish your uh, charge yeah, and I'm going to take my Erdy syringe and I'm going to jam it into the uh, the throat of this rebel brat. <laughs> Time okay. for your checkup. Where's and be sure you give yourself plus one die for charging. <laughs> All right, give me a second. I got to make sure my gear's selected. It is okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Fuck your shit up, homie. Oh boy, my super high melee weapon skill. Hey, two successes, two fails. I mean, All I'm right. going to use um, a wrath to reroll. You can use a point of glory to give yourself an extra dice as well. Oh, okay. Well, I got three successes. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. I think you have to do glory before you do rerolls, I think. We'll double check that. Okay. You just go ahead and roll damage. Probably gonna explode. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice if we could click on these traits. Oh, and stuff, but they do. Uh, I can tell you because I can click on them in my weapon. Oh, is that how it works? Uh, so let's see. Erdy syringe. Oh, hold on. Poison. Uh, these weapons are designed to harm the target in cruel and unusual ways. Every inflict weapon has a condition that it imposes on the target. If it inflicts fire, I want. Causes a target to catch fire on a wound. If an inflict weapon has a number, that number determines the number of any tests made to remove that condition. For example, if a weapon with inflict parentheses poisoned four wounds a target, they are poisoned, and the target would need to make a DN four toughness test to recover. Oh wow! Uh, okay. So it is a poison four. So the grot, if he somehow survives, is now crippled with debilitating, painful poison. 
Okay. Uh, wog. Let's see. How how are you accessing these again? So I go to the combat tab, uh-huh. and because they're equipped, then it says traits at the bottom, and I I can just click the trait. It's the under. It's traits right underneath the uh, weapon name. Oh, I see. There we go. Okay. Uh, Wag. Orc weapons defy understanding. They break full house of mechanics and physics, but a greenskin's belief make them all the more deadly. If you're an orc, you gain plus one bonus die to attacks with a wog weapon. Oh, I don't know if it if it did. If you are also wounded, you deal an extra plus one extra dice. Uh, and careful is just a, I can't use a multi attacks. Rip. Okay. Well, you stab this guy so hard through the throat that the needle comes out the other side, severing his spinal cord and ending his poor rebellious life. Uh, yeah. So that's a round of combat. I don't think there's any need to go on with this, because I think that gives us an idea of how this crazy shit works. But needless to say, the Grot Rebellion is put down, and you have acquired the Glowy Rock. Well done. I'd have to respec into melee. Seems like <laughs> the Pe- Peppa MD should be up close and personal. Well, get yourself a custom Mega Blaster like this fucking lunatic over here. You'll be just <laughs> fine. Yeah, seeing him melt an orc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's the basics. I mean, we'll get the hang of the system and learn the intricacies, but, uh, that wasn't too bad for our first attempt, so, um, and apparently falling damage is not nearly as bad as it is in fantasy, so. Nowhere near as bad. Yeah. So. And the jumping rules are much more in line now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can (laughs) jump, you know, what was it? 12 feet instead of like 72 feet so yeah it makes yeah. more sense it's like, you can jump five times your, your strength in meters what? yeah it was so dumb yeah the vertical the dude's vertical was like <laughs> 60 feet or something silly it was so dumb he was dumb. just space jamming people <laughs> alright uh, any other questions about anything we went over tonight fellas no I think I'm good yeah yeah that's good all right. Well, a little longer than I was hoping, but that's okay, listeners. If you've enjoyed it tonight, that's great. If not, then uh, we will see you on episode one, which you can go listen to right now. So you should go do that. Uh, thanks again for stopping by. It's been us, Dragon's Greed, and we will catch you all on the flip side. Nighty night. Nighty night.